Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Psalm 62, 1, it, it, it says this. Psalm 62, verse 1, it says this. My soul waits in silence for God only. For him is my salvation. He, is, uh, he only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will you assail, me, uh, assail a man that you uh, may murder him, all of you, like a leaning wall? Now, this is David speaking about people attacking him, not God. Like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence. They have uh, concealed uh, only to thrust him down from his high position. They delight in falsehood. They uh, bless with their mouth, but inwardly they curse Selah. Pause and calmly think about that. Uh, my um, My soul, wait in silence for God only. For my hope is from him. For he only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my uh, my strength, uh, my refuge is in God. Uh, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is our refuge for us. Selah. Now this is... uh, it's a long chunk that I just wrote, uh, read. You might have been like, oh, it's hot in here. I just fell asleep. I'm back at it. Um, Jubilee says they'll be fixing the AC next week. But there is something in this scripture. Someone says hallelujah about uh, the AC being fixed. Me too. Um, this, this scripture is very beautiful. It, it, it is something, it is powerful. And as we read this scripture, I actually see something in here that many of us actually aren't comfortable with, and actually many of our lives, we're actually lacking this in our life. And it's this, it's silence. Psalm 61 verse 1, it says this, my soul waits in silence for God only, for him is my salvation. David writes, my soul waits in silence for God. Silence. It's uncomfortable. That felt like forever. But you may be, we may be fine that silence is uncomfortable. Maybe you feel the need to fill uh, a conversation or even fill your life in, in points of silence. I think silence is actually a rarity uh, a rare commodity in, in our uh, environment in, uh, where things are constantly screaming and demanding and clamoring for your attention. Like probably while you sit here, you're going to get some push notifications, some text messages. Someone wants to buy that thing you're selling on Marketplace. Um, there's going to be you know, different things that are screaming for your attention. 
And, uh, and throughout, like then you have demands of work that are screaming for your attention, the demands at home, the 24-hour news cycle, that there are like so many things that are demanding your attention. Uh, and even, I don't know about you, but like there's even, I feel sometimes like even in the silent or down points, I'm like, okay, I should be productive in this point. So then, okay, what can I do in this part of silence? Um, maybe you can be in a quiet room but your mind is not silent. Your soul really isn't silent. It's going on of things that, that, that are concerns or things that you care about. It's the perpetual to-do list that, okay, after this, I need to do this, and then I need to do this, and then I need to do this, the, the, the next things. But often, I think, often our soul is not silent. But it's a, it's a powerful position to be in uh, to be is silent and not like quiet for like quiet's sake or, okay, I'm just, shh, yo, just, shh, but actually silent in, 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 in silent anticipation and expectation of God, in silent anticipation and expectation of God, uh, where it says, like David says in six, uh, Psalm 62, ver the verse five, my soul waits in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. That my hope is from him, that God will be your salvation, your savior, that he will be your rock, your stronghold. That's in silence. Have you ever had where God has, where you, you're like going through something, you're like, you either, you're seeking the Lord on direction, okay, God, what way to go? Uh, and, and he speaks to you maybe through his word, maybe, um, maybe through a, a message, maybe someone like uh, uh, the Holy Spirit drops something in your heart, or you're just going about your day and the Holy Spirit's like, hey, this, and he highlights it. And he speaks to you. He speaks to your heart. And you're like, yep, I receive it. Okay, cool, 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 God. Like, yeah, I got it. Okay, I'm going to stop um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop on this app. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, start a business. Uh, okay, I'm going to, I've been seeking what direction should I go? Okay, I'm going to stay, you say, stay where I am. Okay, I'm going to start doing this. Or, okay, I'm going to start, you say, start forgiving about this. And, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this shift with, with my kids and, and parenting. And, and you receive a word from the Lord. And then there's a little bit of silence. And so then you start, okay. You start, uh, okay, I'm just going to check out, like, okay, what is, like, where we at right now, the economy, and, okay, I'm going to watch the talking heads on the news and find out where they are. Okay, well, maybe should I be starting a, a time right now, like a business right now, because it says this, or, uh, okay, I'm now going to just, like, I'm just going to talk to a few friends about, okay, what, what did they do? What do they think about this? Um, can I get your opinion about this? Do you, are you following me? That where you ask the Lord something, and then after he's spoken to you, or he's, he's highlighted something in his word, and then, then you get some more opinions. That, oh, okay, okay, someone else says this to me now. Uh, oh, and then suddenly someone on TikTok said something else to me, and I guess that's probably the way that they should be going, because I see how many likes are on this video. Uh, and, and, you, and you get opinions, opinions, opinions. God says, do this, or don't do this, or lead you in this direction. But then there's the noise of everything else in the midst of that in-between, in, in the midst of when God speaks Right away, there is, okay, the noise of other opinions. The Bible says 
there is wisdom in a multitude of counsel, but it doesn't say anything about, uh, about no, the noise of opinion, right? Uh, there's actually chaos in the noise of opinion. And when we have invite or allow the noise of opinions into an area that God has already spoken to us in our life, that actually uh, can, I believe, actually create chaos in our lives, chaos in our souls where we feel uneasy, where instead there's times, I believe, in life where we need to be silent as we wait on the Lord, that God has said something to us, and now we need to be silent as we wait on the Lord because He is our salvation. He is our Savior. He is our rock. He is our refuge. That He has said it, so now I'm silently waiting for Him. Have you ever been in a conversation in like a really busy room and, uh, and you're talking to somebody and like there's a bazillion other people and apparently everybody got the memo of like, let's shout. Um, and it's so loud. And so you're talking to someone or they're talking to you. They're right in front of you, but you're sort of like looking past them a bit. You're thinking about, okay, what am I going to tell, say next to them? And, uh, and really what they're saying, I don't know about you, but in a situation like that, I can't hear a word they're saying. I can't make it out. I might be staring blankly at them and like, okay. Right, okay, cool, yeah, uh, right? Uh, and because the noise, the chaos, all the, the noise around me. But I can be in that same room, but if I'm silent in the sense of I'm not looking around, I'm, not, I'm silent in my mind of I'm not, I'm not thinking what I'm going to say next, I'm actually silently waiting for what they're saying, looking at them, in that same busy, loud, chaotic room, it's amazing. I can actually hear them. And I think that's the same way with the Lord, is that when we put ourselves in a position of silently waiting on the Lord, it's not that, okay, world, please be quiet. I'm waiting on the Lord. But instead, it's, okay, there's, there's loud around me, but I'm silently waiting, having expectation, God, okay, you said this, what are you doing next? What are you saying next? What, and you, as you keep your focus and you're silently waiting with expectation on the Lord, I think then you can perceive what he's doing, you can hear what he's saying to you, because God is speaking, God is moving, he's always moving, he's always speaking, and when we position ourselves in silence, Waiting for the Lord, I believe that we actually, we can actually hear what he's saying. We can catch what he's doing, what he's saying. Oh, take a shift here. Move there as we silently wait on him. Silence in this scripture, uh, it can be uh, translated, that word in the, the Hebrew or Aramaic could be translated into silence or, or silent, rest, and even trust. As we silently rest, or silently wait on him. But God, he, today, just so you know, God is speaking to you. Now, the Bible says in John, uh, John 10, 27, that we are his sheep, we hear his voice. That today you can hear the voice of God. As a, that you, God and God is speaking to you. That God is speaking to you. John 16 talks about that the Holy Spirit, he will lead you and guide you into all truth. That he'll, he will remind you, he will speak to you about the things that Jesus has said. Isaiah 55, it talks about this about God's word. Isaiah 55 verse 9, it says this. 
Therefore, mm, I gave them the wrong one. I'm going to read you the right one. Okay, Isaiah 55, uh, verse, uh, nine, uh, verse 8, it says this. For, it's sometimes apparently on small keyboards when I'm texting. Here are the scriptures. It's a little difficult. Here we go. Um, my bad, guys. You're doing great. Uh, Isaiah 55, verse 8, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout uh, and sprout, and uh, furnishing the uh, seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So God's ways, his, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. They're different than yours. And when God sends his word, it will accomplish what he says it will. So God sends out his word. God is speaking to you today. And what he sends out his word, it will accomplish what he has sent it to do. But what I find interesting in this account of David writing this psalm is in the first uh, verse, in first two verses, he says, my soul waits in silence for God only, for he is my salvation. He is my rock. And then right away, right after that, he then goes, um, something happens to David that often happens to us. He, he, there's pressure, there's, there's the challenges of life, and then suddenly he shifts from like, God is my refuge, he is my strength. And then he, he goes to, how long will you? And he talks about the people who are trying to take him out, the problems that are coming at him, the problems that are trying to take him down, and the people trying to kill him. And he's back to the problems and the noise from those problems. He moves from, I will rest in silence and wait for the Lord to, now he's at the noise of the problems and using very poetic language about a faulty fence, right? Like he's, he's like, and they're going to knock me down like a fence that isn't right. And I, I know I should, it's almost like David's saying, I know I should, but I look at all these issues in life and this noise in life. But what I find interesting is after he does that, he, in verse 5, he says this, My soul, wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. My soul, wait in silence. It's as if he's telling himself, hey, because there's a little comma there. My soul, you, wait in silence for the Lord. It's like he got into the noise and the chaos, and then it's like, oh, 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 wait, 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 my soul, wait in silence. He's bringing himself back of, okay, you need to wait in silence for the Lord. He's telling himself, okay, wait on the Lord. What is happening right now, what you see right now, yeah, that's real, but soul, wait on the Lord. What he has said, he will accomplish. And maybe you're going through it right now. 
Maybe there's things in life where it's like, okay, I'm agreeing with like the message. I'm agreeing with the songs being sung. Like, yeah, God, let's do this. Um, You're a good father. That is who you are. And then as soon as you like go into your car and you check your phone and then the noise of life, the noise of the challenges, the noise of the pressure, it brings you right back. A moment ago, I was like, you're a good, good father. Yeah. And then you go to your car and you see the one text and it brings you back into the noise and the chaos and it's the the calamity. And that's where you have to say, okay, my soul, my soul, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Remind yourself, tell yourself, wait on the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my salvation. He is, in other words, the one that will save me. Because the Bible says that today is the day of your salvation. Eternally, yes, but as well today. He wants to save you today. He wants to save you today. I think sometimes the noise that needs to be silenced in our life is actually is, uh, is ourself. Is the noise that needs to be silenced is ourself. And here's what I mean by this, is that Proverbs, it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom, right? And, and that, uh, that Jesus, he's actually made manifest wisdom for us. Uh, but Proverbs paints a beautiful picture of, of wisdom, it's lady wisdom. She goes out onto the street corners and she's shouting the wisdom of God, the wisdom that goes forward. Proverbs 1 verse 20 says, wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. I've always had this thought. I wonder like if this is the picture of the wisdom of God crying out, right? Like a proverb a day, that's a great practice for you. A proverb a day keeps stupidity away. Um, (laughs) It's the book of wisdom. Um, But wisdom's crying out on the street corner. I've often wondered like if it's like that, like that much in your face, why don't why is it so hard to follow after wisdom? So this is painting a picture of the Lord's wisdom. Uh, wisdom shouts in the street. She cries out uh, in the public square. She calls to the crowd along the main streets, to those gathering in front of the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish in your mockery? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I uh, share, uh, I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. But in that, did you hear that? Like, how long, you simpletons? That's kind of insulting. That's kind of like offensive. Like, what did you say? How long? And I wonder this, why don't people oftentimes receive, if the wisdom of God is like on the, uh, the, the street corner shouting out and it's like in your face, why don't you? I think it's because oftentimes the wisdom of God, the word of God, his ways can actually be offensive to me and then I don't receive it, right? It can be offensive to my pride. It can, it can offend my flesh. It can offend my plan. It can offend uh, what, it can rub the wrong way of what I value, of, of, of the reasons that, that I have, because his ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are different than my thoughts. So at times, I think this is that, that the wisdom of God can actually be insulting to my flesh and to me, my unrenewed mind. And I hear it and I want to clap back. I want to rebuttal. I want to be like, no, 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 no. Uh, Question for you, God. 
you say this, but question for you. Or um, it's not going to happen that way, right? Um, you give a rebuttal. You Josiah explain to the creator of the universe. It probably doesn't go well. <laughs> but in those times where the wisdom of God or the word of God, his way can be offensive to you, rub you the wrong way, that is where I think we can actually say my soul. Soul, wait in silence on the Lord because you are my refuge. He is my salvation. He is my shelter. That, that this is when I think many times, when most times is where we want to like eh, rebuttal to him. He can handle it. Like he can handle it. He can handle your questions. I'm not saying don't question, ask God questions. Moses did. He gave him a ton of grace. He like responded to him over and over and over and is like, okay, I'm going to send Aaron to help you. Like help him, Aaron. Um, but there are times where it's like, okay, soul, it's time to quietly, silently wait on the Lord because you are my refuge. You are uh, my salvation. When Joshua and the Israelites, when they finally entered the promised land, they went over the, uh, the Jordan River. They went to the other side and they got to the other side and there was a walled city in their way. It was a walled city in their way. And, uh, and the Lord said to take it. In Joshua 6, verse 1, in the promised land, the land that God had given, Joshua 6, 1, it says this. Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went uh, out and no one came in. The Lord said to Joshua, this is a word from God. See, I've given Jericho unto, into your hands with its king and the valiant warriors. You shall march around the city, all the men of war clinging to, uh, uh, circling the city uh, once. You shall do it for six days. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets of the ram's horns before the ark. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Uh, and then it shall be that when you make a long blast with the ram's horns, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall sh uh, of the city will fall down flat, and the people will go up, every man straight ahead." So this is a word from the Lord, instruction for the Lord. This is what God is telling you to do. What way should we go? This is what, the God, what God is saying. And, uh, and this is what God is saying. And it can sort of seem offensive to like the reason, like this is not how we um, siege a city, right? This, is, uh, this could be sound offensive to like the men of war, wherever they got that in the desert, but uh, they had them. So the men of war, you guys are going to go around in a circle, that can sound a little offensive. Like, what do you mean? We've been like working out. We've been lifting sandbags. We're ready for this. Let's do this. It could be offensive. It could be offensive to them. But Joshua, he calls the people. He tells them, this is what 
you are to do. This is the plan. And there might have been, some people maybe thought, oh, there might be a better plan here. Like, why are we going to the city? The city is a city. It doesn't move. Why don't we go around it? Right? Um, uh, why are we doing this? There would have been probably a lot of questions. Probably it might have even been like, what are we doing? It would have offended or insulted some people's like, okay, this is the next step. But, but he says, this is what we're going to do. And then Joshua says this in, jo- uh, in verse 10. But Joshua, commanded, um, jo- uh, but Joshua commanded the people saying, you shall not shout nor let your voice be heard nor let any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I tell you, shout, then you shall shout. No one's, so he says, no one is speaking until that seventh day when the trumpets blow. But what I find interesting is I read, I had to read this a few times, is that God didn't say through the whole days, don't speak. I never actually read that before, is that, that he said on the last day, shout. It was Joshua who said, now don't let a word come forward from your mouth except from the very last day. I wonder why. Maybe because 40 years, he knew that well, the Israelites were very good at complaining very good at being like, why are we walking along the walled city? Um, what are we doing from this? Right? And instead, Joshua, as a leader, he said, okay, we're not going to speak because we're not going to speak against God's plan. We're actually going to silently wait on the Lord. Silently wait on the Lord and do what he's instructed. It's not like you just sit there in silent. Always, I believe God will give you instruction to do, and there are times where you silently do that instruction. Uh, and, and, and I think just as Joshua led the people and said, hey, don't say, don't let a word come from your mouth until the seventh day and shout. I think sometimes we need to lead ourselves as Joshua led the people and say, God spoke this. And so know what, self, be quiet. Don't rebuttal to what God says. Know what, I'm going to shut my mouth and silently wait on the Lord who is my salvation, who is my refuge, who is my rock. And so they did this. Six days walking around. I can imagine there probably would have been some people gave like the silent look. Right? And they're like giving each other the look. But they silently walked around waiting on the Lord. Silently. Waiting on his word. And then of course in uh, Joshua 6 verse 15 it says this. Then on the seventh day, they rose early at the uh, dawning of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. Only that day, they marched around the city seven times. At the seventh time, when the priests blew the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. And so they shouted. They shouted. Verse 20, it says this. Verse 20 it says that they shouted and that the walls, so the people shouted and the priests blew the trumpets. And when the people heard the shout of the trumpets, the people shouted with a great shout and the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight ahead, and they took the city. I think there are times where God has given you instruction and it's, okay, I'm gonna silently wait on the Lord. I'm going to silently wait on you, not allow, okay, God, you've spoken this to me, so I'm not going to get 
the plethora of opinions in on this. I'm not going to rebuttal this. I'm actually just going to do what you said and silently wait on you and watch as you work in my life, as you work as the salvation, as the rescuer in my life. Can I encourage you this week? That there may be times as you're going through and the Lord is speaking to you because he does speak to you. Can I encourage you to silently wait on him? To, to where you feel like I need to rebuttal or I need to get another opinion or I need to, okay, I need to check this. Instead, okay, God has said it. Now I'm gonna silently wait on you and not just waiting around, but in anticipation, like you do in that conversation, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. What's he gonna do next? What are you saying next? What are, what, and you pick up, what is he instructing you and leading you to do? as you wait on him. And I believe that as you do, that like Psalm 62 says, uh, verse five, my soul, tell your soul, wait in silence for God only. Psalm 62, verse five, for my hope is from him. That today your hope is in him and he will not let you down. Why don't we pray? Father, I thank you that, God, that you have us in the palm of your hand, that you know the beginning and from the end, and that your word goes forward and it accomplishes what you've sent it to do. And Father, in those times where even, where you, you speak to us, Father, let it be that we would have the faith and the courage not to seek out other noise of opinions or even do the rebuttal, but that we would just settle it. Father, you've said this. Now I'm silently waiting in anticipation for you to move, for you to work, for you to be the God of my salvation, my refuge, and my rock. Because Father, we know that when you send your word, that you bring it to pass in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church podcast. We hope this message encouraged you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We would love to see you on a Sunday soon, in person or online. You can get all the information at thrivecalgary.ca. If you would like to support a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can do so by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the Give button. No God is for you. We love you and have a great week.